dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm kind of doing well, more or less. <laughs> you know how it goes around here. And it's the start of a beautiful day. And, you know, I wanted to go a little deep today. Not not too much. I wanted to talk about characters' backstories. Your player characters' backstories. So we'll get into that after this. Okay, first off, we have a voicemail from John Allen Large. Talking about the show I did a while back uh, on Verisimilitude. Go ahead, John. Hey, Glenn, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to your Verisimilitude episode. And yeah, I've got to agree with what you say. The Those small little interactions can really sort of bring people into the setting and sort of get them into playing their characters. I've done this myself when players in the, the sort of Great London game I'm running set in the Midlands, we had a, they're in the, the slaughter ward, which is where all the sort of animal slaughtering and meat packing takes place. And one of the characters came from that area. So when they went into a local pub, I had like his uncle in there, a couple of people he knew, and they were all sort of chatting to him and sort of finding out how he's been doing. And his uncle was telling some embarrassing stories about him from when he was younger and stuff like that. And the player really responded to that and immediately got straight into playing their character. So I think, yes, definitely these small interactions can make a big difference. Anyway, take care, stay safe, and I'll catch you soon. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Yes, that the little it's the little things that count. They really do. And that's I'm glad you got that point. I'm glad everybody else can, can see that point. So once again, thanks for the thanks for the email. So now I wanted to go a little deep, not too much, more like like dip your toe in this kind of thing because it's funny. I've been doing this for going on forty years, and I've seen some interesting interesting players and how much they get invested in their characters. To me, it's. Uh, What's that? That thirty-eight. I keep thinking of that thirty-eight special song. Hold on loosely, but don't let go. If you cling too tight, you're going to lose control. And what I mean about by that is the fact that it's okay to do backstories right off the bat for your character, but remember that characters may die at some point <laughs> sooner than you think. This is why I have the three-game rule. I don't really know my character until three or three session rule. I said I don't know my character, or do much about my character, and maybe have an interesting personality at first. But I don't do much of my character's backstory until three sessions in, because then I figured eh, he's going to be sticking around for a while. Of course, I've I've been wrong before. Like the next session, he dies or something like that. But I've seen these people. I've seen people do pages and pages of this character. And then they die in the first or second session. If you're going to do, I mean, I know actors who do this for stage and, you know, whatever for acting. 
I would not want to discourage them, but they don't go up to their director or fellow actors and go, this is what my character is about, unless somebody asks. But players like to do that. A lot of, there's some players out there who like to do that. And to me, writing an elaborate backstory for a character is a waste of time at that point. It's just a waste of your energy. You know, just think of a few things in their background and just let it go. Because, you know, let... let you know, just play the character. Because my my philosophy is if you're gonna write a five page backstory background backstory for your character, just write a book. Write a book about that character. Because you have a better chance of that character actually being used and have memories with it and having good playing sessions better than in a book than it is in a game because the game, you know, you could lose. He could die. He could die real easy. So I don't know. I wouldn't waste my time doing an elaborate backstory unless you actually have played this character for a few years. Like if you got them up to say 20th level or something like that, then I might think about, I mean, you, how shall I say this? You, you develop the backstory as you play. That's the whole thing. That's what I like about this. It, it, I'm going to go back to acting again. If I'm doing a play and the director asks me to come up with a backstory, I will. I mean, I will come up with a backstory in my head. And I've had a couple of directors saying, I would like to see all of you write x amount of backstory not very much usually it's just maybe a couple paragraphs half a page at the most explaining your character and what these what they're like and so i i oblige them and i did that i do that but in role-playing games okay it's good to get invested in your character but some people are a little too invested in their characters if you know what i mean they just go on and on and on and they come up, and, and you know, I don't want to really discourage that, but it, it's, I just think something like a role-playing game is a little too volatile to be and have an elaborate backstory and then expect to play that character to a satisfying conclusion, let me say. Because, you know, characters, you know, this character may die in in about oh i don't know 6 months down the road i mean if i came up with a a reasonable backstory and that character di- died in a game 6 months down the road i consider that a good run you know i'm going to read he did things and things are going to happen in the game that you remember that add to that backstory that's the whole fun part about it come up with a you know after say 3 sessions okay fine you got a character that's going to stick just come up with a paragraph or something uh, he likes onions he hates the color purple or, you know, these kind of people get under his skin. I mean, I understand like in fifth edition, they got all this stuff. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? Da, 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 da. Well, that's good because that's encouraging people role-playing because they're taking it from the, to me, they're taking it from the stance of these people are new to role-playing. Whoever you know, picks up the book, they got to they got to address the person who is just coming to role-playing. Okay, I understand that. And they actually give you some bennies and stuff for for this kind of backstory thing in 5th in edition. Okay, I, 
to me, I don't want to encourage that. I want, I'd like, if they want to do that, that's fine. If they want to come up with something themselves, that's fine too. I don't want to encourage it with, ben, with you know, uh, advantages and things like that because I feel like I'm bribing the characters as a, as a, as a game master. I feel like I'm bribing people. So that's what me, that's what I do. I mean, I come up with a, if I get a good hook for a character and I play that hook, and I come up with a good personality. I will just go along with that and see what happens. In that two-year fifth edition I did I get, game I did, which is Curse of Strahd and Tomb of Annihilation, Groke, my barbarian, got played to 20th level. And I didn't have much of a backstory on him, but he sort of, he developed over the game. And I could have written at least a one-page backstory for this guy at the end. Because I had, I, I, I pretty much got his personality. His personality is basically Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Because he takes things literally. But also, something else that came out. Because he was a barbarian and he had a bear totem. So we established a bear deity for him. And the deity, he basically turned him into a werebear. Barbarian. And other people, you know, there's some people out there, ooh, like Canterbury, that's rough. No, he loved it. To me, that to him, that was the ultimate honor bestowed on him by his deity. And he gladly, he he happily became a werebear when he had to. And it was it was glorious. It was fun. And those are the kind of things you can't, to me, you can't get from having a character right out the gate okay because one you're not an author you're a player or a gm or whatever but you're a gamer you're not an author i mean you may be be an author on the side or you may develop into an author but you're you, this is not that thing this is not this is not literature this is gaming so that's the kind of thing i'm talking about there let it develop let it develop. First of all, you know, the, to me, the three-session rule, see if this character has legs. Then you sit down, and and as the sessions happen, you watch and see, oh, okay, this is my character. This is, this is the way he is. You know, and he was also, Grok was known for having incredible, incredibly good roles with stats he shouldn't have. He had session the cup a session or two where everybody had to sneak up to to backstab this guy. There's like the thief. He couldn't do it, and I was I was I critted on it, and I just stuck up behind him and stabbed him in the back. You know that's the kind of thing. He's a barbarian. He you know he didn't have much experience in that, but he would he would have these glorious rolls in stats that nobody thought he should, because that's just the way the dice fell. And so I made that a shtick. It didn't happen all the time, but I made that kind of a, pers- a personality thing. But I think you guys get to see where I'm going about this. Let the character develop. That's what I'm saying. Let the character develop during the game. Well, I got to go start my day because I'm kind of in a hurry. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. So... 
I would also like to thank Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen for supporting me. Thank you, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Grognar Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, and Big John Allen Larges The Red Dice Diary. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.